Welcome to the November 23rd, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast, where we cover the biggest stories of Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency every single day. This is your host, Space Marine, live from Neptune Orbit. Jumping into the market analysis. So the Bitcoin market's obviously far lower than it was. Perhaps I shouldn't say obviously, maybe you were hiding under a rug. But yes, Bitcoin was actually sitting around 6,000, 6,500 for a very long time, for months. And then it dropped on November 14th when the Bitcoin Cash Hard forecast. And I don't want to be too repetitive on these shows. So it dropped to 5,200, 5,300, and then it dropped again when some SEC enforcement actions happened from 5,300 to like 4,200. And it bounced back up a little, but then... And also the back delayed their physical Bitcoin futures. But now it's back down to 4,200. So it's been mostly a down day. It kind of started when Black Friday started. Like So Bitcoin dropped about $200, $300 when Black Friday started. And it went as low as 4,061 on Bitstamp. And Bitfinex right now is at 4,339. And Bitstamp's at 4,215. So Bitfinex continues to be like 3 4% above the global spot price on average because Bitfinex is having withdrawal problems and fiat problems. Well, not really problems, but they're higher fees and slower. So if it's harder to get fiat into there, the premium goes up for the Bitcoins on there. And that's exactly what's going on. And so the Bitcoin market cap is down to $74 billion. It's a lot lower than it was. It used to be around $100 billion not that long ago, maybe a couple months ago. Ripple is actually taking a hit today. So Ripple was doing good throughout this really bad bear catastrophe, whatever you want to call it, since November 14th. But then in the past couple days, in the past day really, uh, Ripple has declined 9%, it's below 40 cents, and its market cap is $16 billion. Ethereum is around $120, and Bitcoin Cash is around $200. Stellar is around 18 cents, and Stellar and Bitcoin Cash are actually like neck and neck and going back and forth between the fourth and fifth spot, they're kind of competing. EOS is at number six. So EOS was higher up on the ranks like a month or so ago, and it's been declining, and so is Bitcoin Cash. So Bitcoin Cash and EOS are going down the ranks. Stellar is going up the ranks. Ethereum is going down the ranks, too. Ethereum used to be number two, like solidly number two, and now it's number three. And it's $4 billion behind Ripple. So there's been a big shakeup as the market's gone down, and the shakeup, just to get, make a long story short, the SEC enforcement actions against initial coin offerings has really shaken up the Ethereum market because a lot of initial coin offerings use ERC-20 to launch their coin and then they stay on the Ethereum platform long term and that increases Ethereum's user base when they stay on there but now that a lot of ICOs are having like panic attacks because the SEC might you know sue them long term even if it's like in the next year or two that's like investors would dump it now and that's not happening completely to every ICO coin but it's happening on a broad scale it's kind of like a capitulation of the ICOs it's or whatever you want to call it Tether is at number eight it's a 1.8 billion dollar market cap basically and it's still not very stable. It's a 98 and a half cents on average, probably 98 or 97 cents on Kraken, which is one of the only spots you can redeem tether. And across the board, I'm seeing like five or ten percent declines. So Dash is down over 10 percent. It's below 100 dollars at 97 dollars. So X11 is losing its like kingship over anything. It's like going down the ranks. It's at number 13. IOTA, the number one directed acyclic graph coin, is ahead of Dash now. So IOTA's at 31 cents, it's down 5%. It's not a very good day on the markets. Ethereum Classic down 12%. So uh, I actually did an interview with um, the Ethereum Classic Labs team, which is not the development team, but they thought this could be an opportunity. 
for Ethereum Classic to rise up. Well, Ethereum Classic is just going down in lockstep or even worse than Ethereum. And Ethereum Classic is at $5. And yeah, I can just keep going. Dogecoin is down to 0.0023, market cap at $272 million. And that's a lot higher than it was when I was Dogecoin dealing a long time ago. Zero X, which was added to Coinbase, is it hasn't gained any benefit at this point. Like it rallied for a little while, but now Zero X is down overall since it was added to Coinbase. And it seems like the Coinbase effect was very real and strong previously, where like if a coin is added to Coinbase, it goes up long term. But that's only because they had like four coins. Like they had like Ethereum, Litecoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and Ethereum Classic. Well, now that they're adding more coins more frequently, and they kind of stopped adding coins during this bear market right now. They're probably waiting for stabilization. But they added, like, 0x and basic attention token. Both of those gained for, like, a week, and now they're down. So it seems like the Coinbase effect isn't as strong as I thought it was. And let's see, just going through some more. VeChain's a popular supply chain token. Well, it's a platform, and that's the token, the VET token. They're down about 10%. And... Yeah, I can just keep going. Okay, let's look at basic attention token. I just mentioned that. It's down 12%. So, the alternative cryptocurrency market's not doing very good. And it's kind of interesting also. I'm seeing like Bitcoin Gold and Bitcoin Diamond, lesser known forks of Bitcoin. They're fairly high up in the rankings. Like Bitcoin Gold is at number 20 with a $330 million market cap. And I think they've already been 51% attacked once. I don't know why they're so high. They're at number 20. And then Bitcoin Diamond's at 34, $162 million market cap. And Steam, oh yeah, I guess I should mention Steam. They have not been doing good recently. They're down 10% today and down pretty harsh. And that's because Steam did upgrade to their platform and made Steam, it made a huge barrier to like sign up for Steam. And so I run the Bitcoin News Steam and it's useful and I like it, but it costs money to use the platform now. Like it costs at least like 50 or $100 to post as much as you want to post. And that's not good. So we're, a lot of people that would be signing up and just using the community for free like they do on Reddit. Like, they can't even use it anymore. So Steam kind of decided as a whole to, like, make money instead of making it accessible. All right, so now the biggest winners. Hyundai's coin. I'm not, I've never heard of this before. Hyundai's coin is up 762%. Sometimes when you see a coin up so much, it's just because, like, it was worth so little. And someone bought, like, $20 of it. Because, like, they don't even have a market cap on here. No no volume. Well, the volume's $2. Exactly. So the volume's $2. So someone bought $2 of this coin. It's up 762%. And that's pretty hilarious. And, yeah, I guess I should pay attention to the volume more, for, um, more when I do the biggest winners. Because, like, the second one is Ruskas. up 300%. The volume's only $92. So a lot of these coins are practically dead. And then someone buys it just so they have a bunch of coins. Like, someone might be like, okay, I want to, you know, make a faucet. And let's find the cheapest coin possible. So they do that. And yeah, a lot of these coins that are up like over 100% have like volume less than $100. I'm not seeing anything major that's up a lot. Like Tron Classic actually has a market cap of a few million dollars and it's up like over 100%. So the Tron Classic, Classic is having a good day. And then there's Biggest Losers. And the, it could be like the same situation. Let's say someone buys that $20 of crypto and pumps the market up. The next day they may be like, ah, this is a bad idea. Let's sell it. So sometimes you'll see like the biggest winners being the biggest loser like the very next day or the same day. Well, Novacoin is down 88%. It sounds kind of like Novacane, what they use to numb your mouth at the dentist during root canal. Their volume is a few thousand dollars. That's like nothing significant. Put it in perspective, Bitcoin's volume is billions of dollars per day. Sometimes like 10 billion. And if you consider the OTC markets and the derivatives markets, it's always over 10 billion a day. And we're talking coins here that have like a few thousand dollars of volume. Like one of the coins is down 70% geyser coin, but it's $7 of volume. So these coins are dead, and I don't think they should really be listed on coin market cap. I guess why not be thorough, but 
if the volume seven dollars and it's down seventy percent, that's so illegitimate. They shouldn't even list it so people don't think of buying it. Honestly, it's not. It's fun to buy a bunch of shit coins, but yeah, not really profitable or meaningful. But it might be fun. And this is an interesting one. A lion, A L L, has zero dollars of trading volume, but it's down fifty nine percent. I wonder how that happens. I guess people are just like putting the prices lower and lower, but no one's even selling. Like no deals are being completed. So yeah, there's a bunch of coins down over 50%, but like I gotta start paying attention more to this volumes because the volumes are so incredibly ridiculously low, it's like unimportant. Like let me scroll down. Okay, here's one that's down 35% star chain, and it actually has one and a half million dollars of volume. That's still pretty insignificant, but at least that one has some volume. All the other ones, like there's a hundred coins that are down before that, and uh, yeah, they have like no volume. So it's better to focus on the major cryptocurrencies when you're trading because like you can play around with these smaller ones and try to make profits but let's let's be realistic you even if it's up hundreds of percent and like somehow you bought it before it went up hundreds of percent you might only be able to sell like a hundred dollars worth of it for some profit so liquidity is very important and these a lot of these coins have no liquidity all right so now we got multiple topics today the Lightning Network has seen a massive increase in capacity, and I, I don't think massive is the right word, but I guess relatively it is. So now there's $2 million of capacity on the Lightning Network, and that means when you use the Lightning Network, you have to lock up Bitcoin in smart contracts, because that's how it works. So you lock the Bitcoin up in a smart contract, and then you can have a Lightning channel and have as many payments as you want at practically no fee at all. You can have like infinite payments, like a million, a billion, whatever, and then when the channel closes out, because all the Bitcoins have been sent to someone else or something like that, then you so there's two transactions on the Bitcoin blockchain. You open the channel and then you close the channel in between. Uh, there's a lot of trading going on, lots of transactions, but there's only two million dollars of capacity. But that's up a lot. So Lightning Network's still in its infant embryo stage, and it's up to two million dollars of capacity, and that's a three hundred percent increase apparently. And Lightning Network's kind of like we need it. Like so, next time Bitcoin rallies, right now we're in a big bear market, and the transaction volume's not enough where it's going to cause fee problems. Actually, when it was crashing, there was starting to be some higher fees. It was like a dollar for the fee for like a day when it crashed. But so in the future, when Bitcoin really becomes global, we're going to need that lightning network to go beyond the embryo stage into like the full adult stage and be ready. So yeah, lightning network's progressing. On to our next story. Norway has pulled the switch on Bitcoin mining tax subsidies. So Norway was actually subsidizing uh, Bitcoin mining to try to get Bitcoin mining into the country. And I did a story on this about Northern Bitcoin actually has like the cheapest Bitcoin mine in the world. They don't even need a subsidy. Like they have like the best spot because they're under a fjord, like underground an old mine that used to be used for minerals. But now they set up a mining operation there for Bitcoin and the fjord's so cold that they don't even need to pay for like cooling costs. And also there's a ton of wind and hydroelectric power across the fjord. So they got the cheapest electricity and no cooling costs. But anyways, back to the story. So Norway used to give uh, cheaper electricity, basically, and subsidies to these mining farms, and they pulled it. And it's kind of like a bad time because the whole mining industry is being really hurt. We talked about that on the last show. Bitcoin's mining hash rate has declined massively. In fact, I'm going to look at it right now because I haven't checked it today. So yeah, the hash rate for Bitcoin is now at 40 exahash per second. It was at 35 the other day, and that was the lowest it's been in a long time. It's still down, way down from 60 exahash per second in October. Uh, so like 20 or even 25 exahash per second is just offline. That's like billion, 
billions of dollars of equipment that's offline and back to the story so norway's like pulling the subsidies as like the mining industry is like really suffering so that, it's not a good situation in norway on to our next story so gibraltar blockchain exchange uh it's called the gibraltar blockchain exchange gbx has been granted a level three operating license by the country's regulatory watchdog and this is the highest license possible for such an exchange so they're going to be trading crypto assets in gibraltar and gibraltar is kind of like a malta situation it's like a piece of britain i believe it's a piece of the united kingdom but it's on the very southern part of spain and it's a key area for like wartime and shipping because it's right on the mediterranean right there's like a choke point between africa and spain and the mediterranean gibraltar is on the northern side of that choke point and that's why the united kingdom kept it because it's so important for shipping and now it's kind of like malta though because it's kind of like an offshore sort of place even though it's part of the united kingdom it's kind of like a sovereign offshore place like malta and yeah it's a good place to launch businesses for like bitcoin because they need as much business as they can get. Even though it's a very hot spot, you know, they might as well have big business there too. Because they have a little sovereign government and things are pretty peaceful there. And why not have some Bitcoin stuff going on? Now for our next story. So Fisco, uh, the Fisco cryptocurrency exchange, which is called FCCE, has acquired ZAIF ZAF cryptocurrency exchange. So apparently ZAIF was hacked. I don't know what to call it, ZAIF or ZAIF. And $60 million was stolen from Zyf, and now Fisco has bought it for $44.5 million. To, so they lost $60 million. I guess they were able to like somehow make up that $15 million or just like the users lost out. But it seems like they've been acquired, so they're not dead. Like They're still going to run because a bigger crypto exchange bought them out, which is a really nice move for them. So Saudi Arabia, next story. Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates has uh, created a cryptocurrency, apparently. It's going to be a state-managed cryptocurrency between Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. And this is, they're both on the Arabian Peninsula, which borders the Persian Gulf and the Red Sea. And specifically, the UAE is on the Persian Gulf in a very important spot for shipping, just like Gibraltar. The most important spot for shipping probably in the Arab world. And so they've created a cryptocurrency. And it appears this state-run crypto from Saudi Arabia and the UAE is just going to be a stable coin pegged to their fiat currency and that's usually how it is for state-backed cryptocurrencies they'll like let's say it happened in the united states they would take the u.s dollar and digitize it into a cryptocurrency and then they use it for cross-border payments that's all it is it's not going to be like bitcoin or dogecoin where it has like a fluctuating price it'll be pegged to a fiat now for our final story of the day it's called mas oi mas we i'm not french but our uh french writer Harold wrote this. Mas we French tabacs to sell Bitcoin next year. I don't think I did that right. So a French tabac is a tobacco store. And I guess it's kind of like the gas stations here in America. You go there and buy tobacco. And it has like all the tobacco, like the cigars, the cigarettes, the dip. They probably even have that snus, that stuff you put up your nose that's tobacco over there in Europe. You can't find that here in America. So now they're going to be selling Bitcoin. Why not? And that seems like a good spot to sell Bitcoin because tobacco stores is a place where people addicted to tobacco, which is like most workers actually, unfortunately, they go to the store and they're always there like every day or like at least a few times a week buying their cigarettes. And now they're going to have Bitcoin in their face. So it's kind of like a Bitcoin ATM run by the actual store. So that's pretty cool. And uh, it's actually going to be 3,000 to 4,000 tobacco selling Bitcoin when they launched this. And so it's like a coordinated effort. And also they have coffee there. I'm reading in the article. They have coffee. They have some cognac. So they have some alcohol. They have some coffee. They have some tobacco and some Bitcoin. What a good environment. And 
Yeah, it's kind of like these are going to be like Bitcoin ATMs, but more personal, which is, I like it better when it's like that. I, I found a good Bitcoin ATM here in America and I was lucky, but it feels a little scary using that Bitcoin ATM when, you know, hey, like if this thing goes offline or like what if they're scammers. But if you have the person right there and you buy your cigarettes there all the time, you trust them. It's actually a better setup. So it's like each of these boxes is going to be like a Bitcoin dealer and it's going to be small amounts. They're going to be selling like 50, 100 or 250 euros. Maybe they'll probably sell more though because someone's like, hey, I want a hundred thousand dollar hundred thousand euros of bitcoin they're not going to say no they're going to figure it out so that's exciting news that'll increase bitcoin adoption in france and they don't have much bitcoin atm so this is kind of like their solution that's all we have for you today on this november 23rd 2018 edition of the bitcoinnews.com daily podcast come back tomorrow for another informative episode and go to bitcoinnews.com 24 7 for the full spectrum of bitcoin blockchain and crypto analysis this is your host space marine leaving neptune orbit gonna try to find pluto but it's very small wish me luck adios amigos